Welcome into the official. We have got an excellent show for you. So we are continuing this interview series. Um, and last week we had Corey Yates from Real Analytics. We've got uh, another awesome, awesome guest from a company called Breakaway Data. I met this guy, Kevin Heisey, at Elite 11 last year. And Breakaway Data was doing some really cool things, recording uh, these quarterbacks, you know, things like motion time, uh, which I love because I want to know who's got a quick release. Uh, the ball velocity, things like that. And, you know, their brand and their company is continuing to grow and what they're doing. Uh, I'll let Kevin speak to that, but uh, definitely want to listen to this one. Not necessarily exactly talking about fantasy players, but in the spirit of this interesting phase, as we transition to the 2024 class, bringing on people who are thinking about recruiting, thinking about prospecting in new ways, because that's what we want to do here at the official. So, um, you know, this is going to be the second or third interview in our series. And we'll have a couple more uh, before we get into that 2024 class with Matt and David, the typical guests on the show. But tonight, Kevin Heisey and uh, stick with us. We will bring him on right after the intro. This is the official. All right, all right, Kevin. Good to see you, buddy. It's been about a year. Um, for those, yeah, for those that don't know, I met Kevin Heisey here at Lead 11. He was very uh, approachable, sitting in the breakaway data tents, doing all this cool stuff. And I said, "These quarterbacks are cool, but I want to know what's going on that screen." Yeah. Um, and Kevin, you're the VP of Strategy and Analytics for Breakaway. Is that right? Yes, sir. Exactly. Well, we are thrilled to have you on. Um, you know, we've kept in contact over the year, but I'd uh, love to get you on the show and kind of pick your brain. So just to open things up, can you tell the listeners and the watchers of the show, what is Breakaway Data? Give us your elevator speech uh, just to lead off yeah. the show here. 100%. First off, that intro is awesome. I love I love the show intro, man. It gets me hyped for, for football season, which <laughs> is not for a while, but, you know, I want to get there. So, yeah, man. There's no off-season, baby. There's no yeah, off-season. It's, it's great to reconnect and, and chat and uh, get, get on the pod here today. But, yeah, man, happy to give the elevator pitch on Breakaway. So, essentially, Breakaway Data, we are an athlete analytics company. And what that really means is, is we provide – um, products and services that are really tailored toward helping individual athletes, right? A lot of companies in the sports science and sort of sports analytics space are helping teams. And we definitely help teams and leagues and, and gambling partners. And, and a lot of what we try to provide is um, products and, and information that helps the individual athlete where he or she is, right? So um, that, that's really what we are about as a company is trying to help athletes get better um, through the use of data. Um, whether it's, you know, um, daily data, kind of assessment data, like we're going to talk about here today, but really how do we empower athletes to collect all the data that's being collected and generated about them and, and helping them drive um, their development forward? Yeah, I think that's such a unique niche in the sport. Like you said, there's so yeah. many people that are using data um, on field metrics. We talked to Corey Yates from Real yeah. Analytics last week. Awesome company. Um, you know, but it's not always necessarily putting that in the hands of the players. I remember interviewing a few guys last year, you know, post elite 11 
And I would be like, hey, did you get your breakaway information? And they were like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know what I'm always looking at, you know, but I I would actually kind of tell them a little bit of what I would think this is. Like, I remember talking to Ethan Crawford and being like, dude, you had like the, you know, second fastest time to release of any quarterback. And I could tell visually out there on the field, you look like you have a quick release. But then breakaway actually timed it. And he was like, whoa, that's so cool. So I think – you know, these guys are so into the game and playing the game. They don't always know all this other stuff is being said about them. 100%. Um, and now you are giving them that information. And, and so they can then honestly promote themselves. Hey, I got the fastest release. I had the fastest release at, at Nashville Elite 11. I mean, they can promote themselves in that way. 100%. We saw a bunch of guys um, from the Elite 11 camps. Like we released a ball score at the end of the camp mm-hmm. saying, hey, these are the guys who had – the best velocity and the quickest release time. Because if you get the ball out fast and you get it out quick, like generally it's pretty good. That's good. Right? Yeah. Good it's, pretty, it's pretty good. It's, it's not rocket science there. And we saw, you know, athletes who are, you know, trying to get recruited, tag coaches, talk about it, ask us questions on like, hey, can you help me understand how I did this? Because to your point, you know, a lot of what we're doing in the quarterback space can get a little bit nuanced. But our, our goal is, is to really just keep pushing that forward and, and make sure we're bringing, we're bringing the athlete along with us. I love it. I mean, yeah, yeah, make sure that they don't get just talked about, but bring them exactly. into the conversation. I think that's, you know, that's really great. It's a great vis- uh, mission and vision, yeah. I think, for, for Breakaway. Um, and like you said, um, you know, the, the five-star guys, it's nice to know. But this is for the uh, uh, no-star guy who gets 100%. invited to Elite 11. Or the three-star who, hey, he's a three-star buried down the list, but he has some of the best, you know, single – he has like an elite trait. For Ethan Crawford, I would say he has an elite release time paired with ball velocity. I mean, both were very good for him. 100%. Um, 100%. And so I think that's great. I mean, for self-promotion and, and, you know, when they talk to coaches, they can say those things and get themselves a scholarship. I mean, empower the player. That's great. Like we, not to cut you off, but we worked with the XFL this past summer as well. Yeah. Talk about guys who aren't the five-star recruits, right? They're, they're trying to get a shot and playing professional football again. And we would give them back. We did all positions, not just quarterbacks. And you would see though guys after the tryout, they got their video. They do you know screen recordings of their app saying, "Hey, you know, I'm, I've got the best block force if I'm a tight end." Mm-hmm. Or, hey, and you would tag his coach like, "Hey, thanks, coach, for helping me figure out you know this technique." Or, "Hey, I'm a wide receiver. I, I had the best cut time on a 15 yard out route. Um, I'm a quick guy, right?" And tag all their coaches. So yeah, you know, give people the, their data essentially. Um, guys get it right, and and then they use it to to help get themselves recruited, signed, developed, whatever it might be. So. 100%. That is so great. And so yeah. flipping a little bit to the actual scouting, yeah. um, I was curious, you've been with the company for at least, I think, two years, a year? You, yes. you had, you, we found yeah. It. Yeah, essentially. yeah, yeah. So um, what have you learned the most kind of being behind that computer screen for the evaluations, uh, which is where I found you and I was like snooping around the tent. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I want to know what these guys are doing. But so you're behind the computer, you're looking at the data versus what we normally would say, you know, what I was doing out there on the field itself, kind of just eye scouting. Like what what bring, gets brought forward when you look at the data that you can't always see with your eyes? A hundred percent. And I think the way you phrase that actually is, is exactly what is coming to light the most is stuff that coaches talk about or you hear evaluators describe that are frankly just so so nuanced and technical, you can't, it's, it's almost impossible to reliably see it from your eyes. So the example I always use is not quarterback specific, right? But like 
we, we talk about defensive backs, right? Everyone talks about having oily hips, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, you read a scouting report, oily hips. And that's a really hard thing. At least I'm not a scout. My background is not in scouting. I played in high school football. It wasn't great, right? Then <laughs> go to the next level. But like being able to actually quantify what coaches are inherently looking at. And the best part about what we've done is like, so you see the data behind the computer and like, hey, we have hip flip time, right? Because we're able to count or understand how quickly an athlete, when he's doing his back pedal, turn, run, get out, how quickly does his hip flips? And that's what we're calling oily hips. Mm-hmm. Well, what's really interesting is we're able to like bring that and talk with, you know, Terrell Buckley, for example, at the XFL, or we're talking about cut time with a wide receiver. Like, hey, is, is that what you saw? Because there's a bit of, you know, a blend of art and science when it comes to scouting, as I'm sure um, absolutely a lot of folks know here. But being able to reliably pick up on those traits, because sometimes what we found is that coaches will think that, hey, he's got great hips. But when we when we surface guys who who maybe for whatever reason, like did it never got tagged as having oily hips, we're able to like break down film with a coach or it gives coach an alert to look like, oh, actually, now that I watch this, that kind of jives with my eye test, right? So mm. in general, being able to blend these old school scouting terms with um, data has been our biggest um, value add, I would say. The other thing I would say specific to quarterback play um, that I found that, you know, you know, when I started, we started this company three years ago, I guess I, I was not a high level quarterback, but essentially like the biggest thing we found is like kinematic sequencing, right? So mm-hmm. how a quarter like in baseball, this is like the name of the game, right? How, mm-hmm. when it, when a pitcher plants that foot going to home, how he uses that foot plant to, to generate power that goes basically up through the kinematic chain to then lead to throwing it a hundred miles an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. Like seeing that, it's a very hard thing to see. Like, I mean, it's all bam, bam, bam. It's happening because it's, it's all it's it's so fast, right? The release yeah. time we talked about release time, like the average release time that we see is 0. 0.4 seconds, right? Like that's yes. like not imperceptible, but it's it's very very fast. So being able to look at four different things that happen in those 0. 0.4 seconds, that is sometimes you can see it if it's very bad, but generally yeah. it's hard, right? right. Um, so looking at that, like we found that kinematic sequencing of a quarterback throw and, you know, hips, torso, and like sort of being able to do that type of rotation, it's really hard to see. And being able to like collect that like programmatically, put it together, and now you can tell that like some athlete might be big, strong, be able to bench 225, but you're not you're not syncing everything up correctly. Um, and so you're actually that's that is why your ball score might not have been in the top ten, right? Even though you mm-hmm. walk your you're lifting weights like you know for example people call that sometimes like wasted motion right or you know you're not like you said lining it all up i think we actually talked about that last year and so that's something we've been working at but um yeah i think that that's great i mean we can learn so much from these guys that it's so hard like you said you can look at like i think you made a great point when it's really bad you can be like ah that looks like really jerky it looks out of sequence. Something's weird there. But when it's really good, it's hard to know what am I really looking at. I just know it looks clean. People talk about 100%. a clean, repeatable motion. 100%. Um, and then I think sometimes even with pitchers, sometimes it might look weird. But when you break it down, it actually is all in line and, and it works for that particular pitcher. So maybe sometimes 100%. their body just looks funky or they have a hitch. But otherwise, it's really all clean. Exactly. So it's really important to be able to break all that down. Um, <clears throat> so then – 
I think I actually skipped uh, the breakaway app is something you've worked a lot on. That's kind of like uh, your baby a little bit. Do you want to talking about giving this to the players, this uh, introduce it. It sounds like it's something they just give to the players or they can download it and get all this info and then I'll run the video. You can just speak over it. Yeah. So like I mentioned, our mission as a company is to basically meet athletes where they're at, give them the data that's being collected on, on him or her. Right. So whether you're a high school athlete, college athlete, professional athlete, all these stats are being collected on you, right? So we're able to show athletes, hey, at the very least, like we talked to Chris Paul, who's a user of our product. Chris Paul has to go to ESPN.com to get his game stats. Crazy. <laughs> that's the so same, crazy. The same way that I look at Chris Paul's box score, that's that's how he does, which is kind of crazy, right? So essentially, hey, our, our, our iOS app allows athletes like Chris Paul to be like, in this demo we're seeing here is Hendon Hooker, just kind of made it up, mm-hmm. right? But all your game stats are in there, right? All of the stats that, you know, guys are wearing GPS vests during practice, right? So you're able to put all that data in there. You're able to track your sleep. You're able to essentially, all of this data that is being that is being collected around you, you're able to tie that together so that athletes can start to answer the question of, hey, when I, when I practice like this and I sleep like that and my mental health and I'm feeling like this, that's when I ball out on Saturdays, right? Like mm-hmm. that's really the core conceit of it. And the challenge has been thus far, kind of like I mentioned at the top in the sports industry, is that to do that before, you'd have to open up ESPN.com, maybe go to your your Apple Health app, then you'd have to like get a piece of paper from the you know the Phoenix Suns or whoever it is, not to call out any team, but now now I've gotten four different places. And by the way, I'm a multi-million dollar, I'm an athlete just trying to get better. How do I put this all together? Okay, that's that's really what we're trying to do, right? So yeah. Um, like the way we think about, you know, that's the app. That's kind of our Nintendo 64 in a sense. And the biomechanics work that we're doing is our Mario Kart, right? And so like, hey, all the, all of that data is in there. Any athlete in the country, high school and above, you know, high school, you just type, you just drop in your max preps link and all of your stats are in there. Uh, if you're a college player and above, we get that from Sport Radar. But hey, you can tie it all together. And then if you come to a, an Elite 11 camp or any breakaway powered camp, any data that we collect on you is, is going to be in there. And now you can kind of have a one-stop shop for all of your sports science development. How do I get better as an athlete um, type of type of questions? So. Yeah, that's, that is crazy. Cause yeah, you'd have to have someone who is collecting all that for you and putting it in, you know, in terms of even like the sleep cycles, like, man, when I don't get X amount of sleep before game exactly. day, I'm not as good. That's so fascinating. And it's crazy that yeah. like Chris Paul, yeah. Uh, probably, I don't know if you want a league MVP, but I mean, one of the better players uh, in the NBA for a long, long time is still getting the box score the, yeah. the same way we do. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly, man. So that, that's what we're trying to do as a company is put it all together for athletes. And whether it's Chris Paul or just, you know, a kid at, a, at an Elite 11 camp, how do I get better? How do I start telling that story to myself? So that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so let me put you in the, this is now talking a little bit about the metrics themselves and what yeah. they're telling you. Yeah. Um, if you're a GM or yeah. maybe you're a scouting director, cause we are interested in college. So you're a scouting yeah. director. How would you use the breakaway data? And if we have a couple clips here, I don't know wherever those weave in, just let me know and I'll bring them up. I know we have For some sure. wide receivers and stuff and we can talk about those later as well. Yeah. But um, you know, what would you be looking for? Is there anything at this point where you're like, this metric seems projectable? Yeah. So Caveats, I'm a data guy. The caveat's always going to be around projectability. We started collecting two years ago. We're obviously going to need to know more. But the way I would use breakaway data, it's actually interesting. Uh, when I read this question or I was thinking about this question, like 
as a scouting director and GM, there's slightly different use cases, right? So if I'm a if I'm a scouting director at a college, you know, I went to Vandy. I'm a poor bastard. Go doors, right? go doors. Yeah, right. So, like, if I was, you know, uh, Barton Simmons or one of the guys running Vandy for football there, like at all of my camps, right, and trying to find talent, getting local national kids, bringing in, you know, recruits across the country, run them through the camera system, right? And now you have, especially, I would say, look, if you're recruiting a receiver, you're recruiting guys in the perimeter. Speed, obviously, in the SEC, you, you get that from 40s and basic things, right? But if you want to bring up maybe either an ed, the edge clip I, sh I shared with you or the O-line clip, like I think some of those positions that are a bit more technical, right, or a bit more, hey, if you want a 4-3, you're going to be a guy as long as you can catch. Like I really think that's where the value add is going to come in for a program like my Vanderbilt Commodores who, who kind of need a competitive edge, frankly, in, in the SEC, where like – for example, looking at uh, defensive defensive ends, right? If you want to bring that up real quick, like yeah, I think I have. Um, let's see, the XFL. I think I. It's called uh, edge, edge rush video. Yeah, the edge rush, yeah. Hold yeah. on, pop that, that one up real quick. Like this is a really interesting success case when you talk about something that projects, right? So this is on okay. Jackson. One minute. Yeah, somehow it didn't get in there, but it will be. Give me ten seconds. Gotcha, gotcha. Just talk. You can just keep talking. I'll pull it up. So basically, right, in every practice, you'll see if you if you see a practice at the D1 level or above, like you'll see the hoop drill. It's actually at the combine now this year, right? Where they have guys run around a hula hoop and that basically simulates how you, how do you bend, get around the edge, and get to a quarterback, right? Things that they're looking for there are get off, kind of like that Von Miller being able to get skinny ability. And like before, kind of like we were talking about at the top of the show here. Um I'm so sorry. It's telling me there's an error with uploading it. So, but I like your description. I'm sorry. We got we got oh, tight ends. I've got the wide receivers and a speed of uh, DK Bryant speed. So uh, any of those, we'll bring them up as you're talking. I yeah. think the tight end's cool too. We can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we can talk about that in a minute for sure. But basically, like what we're able to do is for like these technical positions, tight end could be one of them, right? So I, I consider the line play, maybe some front seven. Um, and even D-back, obviously, again, with those, you need a 4-4 four, four, or you want, a, mm -hmm. you want a 4 4 But, like, being able to quantify things like bend for an edge rusher, because that's not going to show up in any athletic testing, right? right. That's something that you're going to look at on some film and try to subjectively grade. And that's, I mean, that's why you have coaches and that's why you have scouts to be able to do that. But being able to do that programmatically at scale and find a guy whose who's film you might not have brought to the top of the list, because at the end of the day, you only have so much time. Like finding those those hidden traits, so oily, you know, hip flip time for corners, uh, edge rush, um, get off for for linebackers, being able to bend for a tight end. If you want to bring that up, like we're yeah. able to show um, this is what we did for the XFL, right? We're able to show a metric like, and he hits that bag based on his size, his speed, and his technique getting out. What is his actual force? Like how much force is he putting into setting that edge? And you're able to kind of pick off these very technical aspects that, frankly, you can't get from uh, without this kind of setup, right? So, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't, you can't get that with your eyes. I mean, you can you can see a guy and you're like, oh, it looks like he, you know, yep. put a good block on it or whatever. But and I and I'm I'm so disappointed for everyone. Uh, we can't get that edge rusher because it's cool. It just it's not uploading to the streamyard. Yeah. I don't understand it, but. Those things are, are fascinating. And I love the, the skeleton here that shows up where, yeah. you know, you can see 
how that body, um, what what they're doing, how he got nice leverage under the bag and things like that. It's really like cool on this stuff. tight end get off, for example. Like we we were at tight end university and we're able to get all of the basically it's like three quarters of oh, the NFL wow. tight ends, Kittle, yeah. Kelsey, big guy, yeah. right? And it's really fascinating. Like there, there is a skill to like those first couple steps. It's a combination of athleticism, obviously, but then there's a skill component to how you're using your body. So in those first five steps, get around that bag, go right, and like I think. Folks try to subjectively do it, and that's what, and 100%, right? But there, when it's not in a controlled combine-like setting, then you start asking yourself questions as, okay, did this guy set the edge really well because he was going against Kevin in high school, who was 5'10 and 170? Or is he doing that because he's a guy, right? You, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think, like, when we do it at a, at a scouting combine or, like, again, putting on the, the Vandy GM hat here, if I do that, you know, in a controlled setting for all the recruits that I'm seeing – Eventually, I can start building up this database or use Breakaway's database to say, oh, this guy, maybe that's a diamond in the rough, right? Maybe he's more technically advanced. And if we put on 20 pounds on him, which is easier to control, I can really start, you know, getting, you know, some of this development that you see programs like, you know, Iowa is famous for developing guys and mm -hmm. NC State with their SNC conditioning program. Um, so I think yeah, that's I, how I got it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, so that's basically like when I think about how to best use this from a, a GM's perspective, it's, hey, at college level, use this for my scouting camps. Uh, and if I'm at NFL level, pre-draft visits, um, because you start to understand a little bit if you get really into the, the, the nitty gritty here, uh, which matters to the draft level, um, ability like, hey, are there any hip issues? Is, is he way more dominant going left than right? Why is that? Oh, you start to unpack and co combine what you know your medical staff is telling you because you're making these huge investments. So now you can start to really get down into the, into the weeds at both levels, I would say. Yeah. And I have to say, I don't know if it's because you're from Vandy and maybe you have connections there. Barton Simmons, for us at the official, David uh, identified this, I feel like, uh, like last year. He was like, he was one of our regular guys on the official, but um, part of our recruiting team at C2C. But he was like, if Vandy, he's like, he tracks Vandy offers. He's like, if Vandy's offering some unranked guy or a two-star, three-star guy, he's like, I'm going to pay attention because they usually offer freaks. Yep. And, you know, one of those guys this year was Camorian Pimpton. Yeah. I don't know if you know his metrics or whatever, but to us, he was this, you know, athletic freak tight end. He's like a seven-foot wingspan, six-foot, four-five. Yeah. Uh, and we loved him. And then, you know, at the last minute, LSU comes in and offered him, and, and he ended up going to LSU. But yeah, we pay attention to what Barton Simmons and uh, and Bandy is doing for sure because I think you know there's a few schools where we're like if they offer we are paying attention because they offer they look at guys the way we do you know they're they're looking at some of those metrics and things like that so uh, we love Bandy I uh, just wish you guys could hold on to some of them uh, on signing day right I know we got we got we got a good quarterback this year we're we're looking out he's. Clark is a good coach, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I know. I've been pretty impressed. I've been pretty impressed. Um, all right, so this is a fantasy-specific show, so let's hone in on some wide receivers and running backs. And yeah. we talked a lot about quarterbacks. Obviously, Elite 11 is a quarterback camp, so you know we've kind of talked a lot about that before. But wide receivers and running backs, I mean, you do all positions. Yep. What are you looking at? For these guys um i know that you are looking at some interesting stuff that we cannot even see on yeah. our tape watching we try to do uh we try to do mph like top mph yep. here at at uh at c2c um we'll do some other things like um 
you know, air yards, um, yep. yards after catch. We watch the tape and actually chart some of that stuff to have on these yeah. guys. But I, I know you're doing some other metrics. So tell me about, yeah. you know, start with wide receivers. And we have some clips and we can talk about running backs. after. Yeah, if you want to toss up some wide receiver videos just while I'm talking through it. Yeah. Um, basically, like, what's really interesting, so top speed is always going to be important, right? Like, we, you know, our, our, we have a director of speed here at Breakaway, TJ Graham. He's, you know, he ran a 4-3, played in the NFL, you know, for a while. And so top speed is always important. But one thing, talking to him and talking to Dave Anderson, our other, um, you know, our CEO here actually who played in the NFL for about 10 years with the Texans, is it's it's abil- ability to get fast quick, which sounds mm. like weird mumbo-jumbo. But in those <laughs> yeah. clips, like – we're basically have guys run route trees through 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 the um, the camera system, right? So we're yeah. getting, you know, this is a running back angle route, or we have guys oh, running, you know, out routes. This so one was like a curl right here, kind um, of. So we're able to get like right before you get to that cone. Like, what is your top speed getting into that cone, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a little different than top speed because it might take a sprinter a while to get to that top speed versus someone who can generate is more quick quicker there, right? So yeah. top speed within the context of a route. But I think the thing that's been most interesting and like, frankly, it's just challenging to quantify outside of having a setup like ours is, is like a cut time and ability to get in and out of cuts has mm-hmm. been the biggest thing that like, I see it watching thousands of these reps, but like guys ability to like you see him break down, yeah. stop, change direction, get back out. Like how long does it take him to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. How long did it take Julian Edelman to do that? Basically same thing on whip routes. And that's what made him, you know, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Also a it's almost like you watch this and you can sell the initial acceleration looks pretty good. But then honestly, when he when he comes back to the left, it looks a little slower. Yep. So maybe the shifting and that's an oily hip situation. Maybe the shifting and the hips going back to the left. Um, and I don't know who that was or anything, but it yep. looks a little clunkier than maybe what you would want. And of course, you know, I don't know who that is or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, you're going to want to see those things. And that second move, is probably more important than the first move. And I know a lot of times when people are watching film, they look at getting off the line and against man coverage or whatever. But that other move is just as important because that's creating separation uh, at an intermediate part of the field. And can't, yeah, can people trail you and, and see what you're doing and, and all that kind of stuff? So I love that. Like that would be cut time, or is that something that yeah, different? That's, so like for that, like we can literally measure when he starts his cut, you can basically measure his 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 starting of his deceleration how long does it take him from that start to when he bursts out of that cut and gets back up to his top speed like how long does that take like i would love to get a guy like back in the day antonio brown my guess yeah. my guess is he was un like i would love yeah. to see that right like because that's what made him he was he didn't run a four two right he did he wasn't a huge big guy to get off the line but essentially that suddenness at, at when he's stemming his routes like that like I guarantee you, it's 0.1 seconds, 0.08. Like the ability to stop, change direction, and go. Um, and like the other, yeah, thing- that's what we love about Zachariah Branch this year. Yeah, and Jalen Waddle. That's what we love about Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Those guys can they can throttle down and accelerate up so fast, and their body is mm-hmm. so in control of those movements. They're not flailing mm-hmm. around. Everything is tight, up, down, and in so much control. And to your point around body control. Like when we, so we did this with, we've done this with a lot of, a lot of athletes, I would say, you know, professional level, semi-professional and high school and college. Like when you see guys in these settings who are trying to go as fast as a Tyree kill or Jalen Waddle, 
they, they physically can't. So you're right. You see their center of mass. They're leaning over. They're moving left. And like, it's, it's very, so it looks bad and you'll, it, it, it comes across bad. But when you see a guy who's smooth, like those are ones that are like, we're quantifying that smoothness, right? Like that, yeah. that's, just, that's how I like to describe it. Like we're quantifying what looks so effortless and how he or she, how he does that and putting a number on that. And now you can get that at scale. And like Antonio Brown went to central Michigan, six round pick. Right. But maybe if there was a number there at some point, you raise the flag. <laughs> maybe it would have been, yeah. Third round. Or, yeah. You know, someone I, would have picked up on that. I think that's fascinating. We've even, you know, we've, we've played with some different rudimentary tracking things uh here internally and we've never really gotten anything that we felt we could really rely on but we thought about the same thing we've thought about all sorts of different things like you know what is that initial burst after you've stopped mm -hmm. you know um uh, things like that with running backs you know what is your la how much lateral distance can you cover in one step uh you know versus north south or whatever you know just all these yep. different things that you think about that you watch and you're like oh yep. he's got good x agility whatever but can you quantify it? And so we think about that stuff all the time. So oh, you guys yeah. are doing it. You guys yeah. are doing it. And that's so cool. Um, so what about running backs? Anything like that where, you know, lateral agility or, or the ability to kind of like slide, you know, I guess, you know, that whole like uh, evading a tackle ability kind of thing. Anything that you guys have cooking? Yeah, running backs are interesting because like a lot of where we right now shine is when, when a player is dictating like a wide receiver or defensive back who's doing something that, they are they are basically in control. Running back's a really interesting position because it's 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 a lot of information processing, right? It's like mm -hmm. what's going on and make the right move and when do I make it? So we do a lot of the cut times, right? We saw the angle route there, which is really interesting, kind of projects potentially to I think it was this one. pass catching, right? So boom, like that's our wide zone rail, right? So when you put that foot in the ground right there, boom, you take that first step. You know, you talk a lot the scouts talk a lot about that, that, that ability to burst through the line, right? <clears throat> right. So right when you make that first step. What is your speed? How, how quickly are you, you getting out there? One thing we've been experimenting with, and it's not, I would say we're, we're kind of still in the experimental phases, is, is basically trying to understand reaction times, right? So if you saw in that clip, there's two skeletons going on, right? You see the yeah. orange, you see the blue. In a couple other clips, I should have sent you one, we basically have the coach um, pointing, like doing, you see in drills, like do the ball drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like one thing we've started to look into um, to, to kind of measure information processing is like how long does it take an athlete to then hey i'm i'm going left or i'm doing this how long does that take and then when i do make that how how aggressive is that move so because now we're starting to mimic more game-like scenarios which mm -hmm. is what we're, we're all about right um is, is whatever you're being asked to do in a field let's try to quantify it here so running backs i would say for right now could be cut time especially in a, in a fantasy piece like hey this guy has a ability to be a pass catcher and, and run routes out of the backfield like a could be John Robinson. Um, mm. But then also when that wide zone rail, like getting north, like when we talk to coaches is, hey, how, how are you getting north, right? And that foot in the ground, that basically peak speed after you make that decision to go north um, is, is pretty telling from a, from a projectability standpoint. Yeah, I, I love that. I know you've only been collecting data for around two years. I can't wait till you start getting a bit of a nice database and you can say, Definitely. hey, the top – you know, you can start telling people they're in a certain percentile of cut time, certain percentile oh, yeah. of, um, you know, some of these things you're talking about, like this guy has a top 95th percentile, you oh, know, yeah. um, that, you know, uh, oily hips, whatever. I think when you start yeah. get, building your database and you can then rank guys 
versus all time data. Oh yeah. Um, that's going to be super special. I can't right. wait for that. And maybe we'll even incorporate that into our freshman guide on some of these recruits yeah. and be like, per breakaway data, this guy has XXX percentile, whatever. So that would be great. That'd be awesome. <coughs> like that's, 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 that's how we give it back to the athletes now. Cause if I told an athlete, Hey man, your hit flip time is 0.3 seconds. He'd be like, so what does that, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And so we had, we were at the Shrine Bowl this past year, going from a college to NFL. And like one of the back, defensive backs there, had, he had the best hip flip time we'd ever seen. A guy in Trey Dean, mm -hmm. Florida. You're a Florida guy. Yeah, my yeah, boy. Sorry. Yeah. So like, yeah, so he had like the best hip flip time. And getting back to athletes showing, yeah, you're in the 99th percentile. He's tweeting that out, to, you know, hopefully you know, talking about that with teams. Um, but 100%, man, like the goal here. And we're, we're not we're not ever going to capture – like what is a piece of the puzzle, right? As all scouting is, but the goal is to be a piece of the puzzle at scale and help help with projectability, drafting, just understanding, you know, quantifying athletes doing what they're asked to do on the field. Combine 2.0. Uh, I mean, I think that's a great place to just wrap it up. That's perfect. That's a nice little tagline. Combine 2.0. You guys should put that under your logo. Breakaway <laughs> data, combine 2.0. Um, awesome. Kevin, thanks so much for coming. Uh, you know, I think it's enlightening. I think knowing for our listeners that, you know, what we're doing on C2C in a lot of ways is a rudimentary version of what you guys are doing. We can't, we don't have all the technology and stuff, but we are learning from concepts that people like you, last week, people like Real Analytics, what you guys are doing at the forefront, we are saying, hey, how can we think that way Definitely. and apply it to fantasy? Because, you know, we don't, we want to think about doing this better, just like I think you guys do. You know, 100%. scouting is such a low hit rate proposition. We all think, uh, I think when we're in this business, we can do this a little bit better. We just got to think about it differently. Uh -huh. um, and so I love that's what Breakaway Data is doing. If you don't know about this company, you just Google Breakaway Data. You'll get to their website, follow them on Twitter. They're always tweeting out, you know, cool clips like we talked about there. I saw actually an Oily Hips clip. Uh, I think it was maybe Trey Dean. Uh, right. But, you know, when they got him from one of these all-star games. So follow that account. Follow Kevin. What's your at? What's your handle? Uh, my last name is High C, like the fruit punch. So H-I underscore C 88. Uh, Perfect. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, you know, follow Kevin and check out Breakaway Data. I think they're all dovetail into kind of what we're all interested in. So, um, you know, thanks again for joining. And we'll we'll uh, hopefully meet up again this year. Yeah, thanks a ton for having me. Definitely would love to hook up at one of these Elite 11 events or sometime on the camp circuit. All right, that sounds great, Kevin. I'll talk to you later. This has been the official.